Welcome into the I-80 Club, Wednesday night in the club. In the club! We are back. Josh Peterson, Jack Mitchell, if you're listening live, if you're watching live, you are a patron and Jack just spilled water all over himself. This lid is not on my water very good. Sorry <laughs> about that. If you're listening uh, in the next couple of days, you're also a patron and we appreciate your patronage. If you're listening on Saturday or later... Man, what are you doing? It's football season. You got to join us in the club because you're listening on Saturday or later. That means that the game is less than a week away. Jack has a club hat on. We have merch. Jack, dude, how are you? It's good to be back. Uh, this is very exciting because this is the last. This, I've said this like for two weeks when we're on a podcast, like saying this is the last or second to last or something. This is really the last podcast where there isn't football happening that day. Okay, yeah. so that is good. It's still it's still freaking balls insane to me that the game is still eight days away. To be honest, oh here we go, <laughs> longest longest <laughs> fall camp of all time. It's getting longer. It's freaking ridiculous. But yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. We got games Saturday. I haven't delved fully into them yet. I'm gonna make my my picks in the the contest here in the club that we've got going Whoa. for the pick five. I'm trying to yes. figure out, am I going to go all... By the way, people who are in it, week zero and week, week one are mixed, so yes, you don't have to play week zero if you want. You can just play week one. If you feel better about week one, you might want to leave some week zero games out. I'm trying to decide how I want to allocate that. I just don't know how fast I want to win. But Jack, how about that. this? I was I was setting up the settings earlier because thanks to a few patrons for saying like, "Hey, this is having us pick literally every single game of the week," and so I had to fix it to five, and so it is five. But also, I could do the settings of like, what conferences do you want to do? I checked the box on every single conference, including FCS stuff. So if if you're an FCS person, you got inside info on the FCS, feel free. You can do that as well uh, nice. in the pick five. Jim and O'Neill says, where is the link? Jim, I will share it right now in our little chat room, but it's over on the left side called pick five contest. That is what it is. That is what it is. Down there. So there you go. Down there. Yeah, I'm going to post it. How right do now. weathermen and women do it with green screens? It makes Dude, uh, I, I would always do it backwards. Or not, not like I, oh, this is so, like the other day I was watching, I was started the podcast and my hat was like this. It took me, it took me so long to figure, actually, now it's, wait, is it sometimes reversed? Because now it's not. That's no, weird. I think you're thinking of like StreamYard. That's what it was, it was on your show. It was on yeah, your stream show. StreamYard is screwy. I yeah. tried to get my hat straight for your show for a good 15 minutes, and I just gave up mm-hmm. at this. Mm-hmm. We have 35 people playing to pick them. Nice. Is that a fitted hat? It is. As a matter yeah. of fact, let me look at that. Oh, See, that's the issue. Fitted hats backwards look bad. Look at that's that. My I think it looks sweet. Man, that looks look, I look horrible. like Fred Durst. That looks awesome. That's not who anyone should want to look like. For Fred Durst? No one should want to look very like Fred Durst. Man. It's one of the most popular yeah. people of 1999. Yeah. You're, you're, you're stuck in the 90s. People are saying Husker hey, fans are, and just, you're a Husker fan, but man, you are stuck in the 90s more than anybody. Hey, yo, uh, BT Dubs, you kind of lost that argument on the fitted hats, which you don't usually lose arguments in the club channels, and you did. First of all, thank you very much for reminding me that my takes are off. It was a awesome, backhanded so. compliment, yes, but it does, I mean, credit where credit is due. You usually don't lose to me, at least in terms of getting the popular opinion. I think yeah. you lost that argument. Mm, I think you, know. you were I think you were beaten fair and square. It, like 
it reminded it sometimes you're reminded that you're surrounded by people in their 40s and that was a day that i was reminded wow. oh there's a lot more people wow. in my in go their 40s than i realized in the club go get them everybody go get them everybody who's uh josh i agree with josh love the new era fitted hats but not backwards unless you are 15 yeah, okay well bingo. listen he's that's basically him agreeing with my original premise so there we go mm. jim and o'neill i'm a snapback guy oh, nice boy. I do agree with Matt. The 90s were awesome. I, I Team Matt on that one. Absolutely team Matt on that one. All right. Well, Josh, we we had a uh, we had a relatively newsy week. Like I want to talk I want to talk yeah. about a couple of things that a little bit later when we get to them uh, that I picked up from watching uh, the new Huskers Hard Knocks edition and just about that project just in general. So I want to get to that eventually. Um, any other thing going on with football, we can do that. We probably ought to start with Ted Carter, though, just because okay. it's kind of the news of the last 48 hours. And and today was kind of an eventful day on that front as well. Um, if It was? This morning was. Um, oh, oh yeah, on your show. On our yeah, show. Yeah. If, for those who yeah. didn't hear it, uh, and I don't think Caleb's in here right now, but if you somebody can go to his tweet and you can actually listen to the audio. Uh, we talked... It was our newsroom. It wasn't me personally. Talked to Governor Pillen and asked him about the Ted Carter decision. You know, kind of just thinking he was probably going to say something like, yeah, disappointed to see him go. Uh, really appreciated what he did with the university. We hate seeing him go. We, you know, wish he might reconsider, but we're going to start, you know, we're going to get the regents going. I'm a former regent. We're going to get things going. Like I could have given him the PR answer he was going to say. That's not what he yeah. said. That is no, not what he said. You could tell the tone, Jack, too, the tone of his voice. He was he triggered. Was like, he started out, he was like, I am very, 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 very disappointed. Yeah, he wasn't happy. <laughs> he said he very, like, legit eight, nine times. And then at the very end, he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you know, we made adjustments. Uh, we mm-hmm. we made adjustments to the role. We th- kind of fixed everything. And he said, and he still bailed on us. <laughs> and yeah. I heard that the first time while we were doing our show live. I heard it the first time, and I was like, "Dang, holy crap!" He let, cho- let me ask you. Let me ask you this: what, Do you think, Jack, that people are more frustrated? And I, I, we can open this to the room. Are people more frustrated because of the timing that the season is? When he took the job, it was nine days away. Um, is it because he was just awarded? All of those, you know, re- new job responsibilities. Is there pissed. a third option? Is there a third option that I should be mentioning? Like, why is this upsetting? Is it because they're scared? And like, there was a joke a few minutes ago. Let me find the uh, the comment. Yeah, from Husker for MU. OMG, Ted Carter. Trev is going to leave. Rule is going to quit. The state will fall into the ocean. Like, I saw a lot of like, what does this mean for Matt Rule? Is he going to leave now at the first opportunity? Like, why? So- why do you think that this left such a sour taste? In in people's mouths. Okay, so I'm a little I'm I'm a little mixed on that because I think it's a little bit of a straw man to say like all these people are just like you know jumping off bridges now and stuff after after Carter retired saying he's going to leave and it isn't going to be till the end of this calendar year which was mentioned in the chat so it'll be a little bit later and like I'm not freaking out on behalf of the athletic department necessarily I'm I know this is a we tend toward a sports podcast here and sports discussion, but as an alum, as somebody who has my son going there as um, also a fellow alum yeah, and also alum at you're an alum and, and somebody in, in somebody who lives in Lincoln, like I'm, 
I'm pretty disappointed in this for the university's sake. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Disappointed or like bummed? Both. I mean, okay. I don't know. I guess I'm kind of because I guess the implication that I always associate with disappointed is like you're frustrated at him as a person for doing this. Oh. Whereas, like, all he no. did was take a better. No, you know, I don't think I'm frustrated for him. No, I don't think that's necessarily okay. what it is. No, I'm. I'm. Yeah, that's that's probably not a good way. I mean, listen, you got to be competitive, and if somebody comes and offers you, you know, a better situation, you've got to be able to be competitive with it. I'm disappointed Nebraska's not there for him. Um, I'm disappointed that 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 what Nebraska didn't provide that for him in this case. But more than anything. You had a president in place that I think made a lot of people happy, which has been a little bit rare in that position. That's mm-hmm. that's not always been the case. And you had that for the time being. And I think you had a guy who knew how to do that job really well. There's The chancellor and the president are two – a lot of times they're kind of clumped together. And I know we've been passing around athletic duties to both of those jobs, but they're very different positions at the University of Nebraska. They're both, of course, have, you know, there's a there's a focus and academics are a part of it and the well-being of whether it's UNL or or the entire system. But the president is much more of an external relations guy. What do I mean by that? Fundraising, schmoozing, lobbying, governmental relations, all of those things. You have got to be a whiner and a diner, and you got to have people make people like you in that position. And Ted Cruz, or excuse me, Ted Cruz, Ted Carter. Stick that'd to be a sports, one. Jack. Ted Carter. Ted Carter. You got did, the GOP debate on your mind tonight, huh? Yeah, he had, he did he did a good job of those things, but I also thought he did a good job of of casting a vision. Did a good job working together. I thought with Ronnie Green and the athletic department, um, and, and a whole lot of things. I thought he was doing. I thought he was a good job. I felt really confident in him in that position. So that is why I am. That is why I'm. I don't know, again, bummed, disappointed, what, whatever the word that you want to say is. And add on top of that is there's been so much damn instability in this university. And this one, if you want to extend to the athletic department, you can do that too. You just got a new chancellor, right? This chancellor is just trying to find the bathroom in his office right now still. Now you're going to have a new president. Go down the line. You got a new football coach. You got a new athletic director here. Um, still relatively new in all of those things. And that's, yeah, of course, just all of that turnover, and especially at the upper levels, is concerning to me, whether you're talking about it from an athletic perspective or from a university perspective. So, no, I don't think, I mean, there's a lot of people out there, I listened to some podcast today where people were like, oh, you've got all these doomsday people now that say the university is going to cease to exist. Shut up. You're straw man garbage. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. Quit being so damn dramatic. No, nobody's saying that. But, yeah, I'd rather he'd be here 100%. And I'm concerned that they're not going to be able to get someone. I think that job is a harder needle to thread than it's ever been, to be honest. And especially – Go ahead. With the the, – I was just going to say with the future, right, of – I think that that's where the – where a lot of the concerns like, well, I guess the concern that I have seen seems to fall into two buckets. One is like, I do think that there are people that are like, what does this mean for Trev? What does this mean for rule? Cause they have, they have talked a very big game, right? About like the relationship that they've all had together. And like, that's fair. I, I'm guessing that there is a lot of truth to that. This isn't going to be the end of a marriage. I'm not freaking though. out about, I'm not freaking out about that yeah. for the record. No, I know you're not. And so I feel like there are some people that are worried about that. Um, I do think though, and, and this is what the discussion John and I had a lot over the last two days. 
talking about like the future of college sports, which you and I have done a few times on the pod over the last month and change. Go back into the archives if you want to listen to to my uh, lamenting the end of the Apple Cup, among other things. But like <laughs> speaking of that dramatic. type of stuff, him 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 having a voice that matters. Like I think that that was that could have been something very valuable for Nebraska. Um, I, you know, I, I still maintain that they're in a, in a good standing because their brand is still very strong, but to lose out on a guy like him, just given the weight, I don't think Jack, that I realized the weight that this guy had until even recently, even the last few months. And so that that can be, uh, I think that that can be a negative thing, but again, that's a little bit further, a little bit further down the road. That's not something that's happening tomorrow. You know, but as we have seen around here, having the right leadership in charge when big moves are made, say what you want about Tom Osborne and Lord knows I have like the guy being the athletic director when he was in 2010. I think that that played a big part in Nebraska joining the Big Ten Conference. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that that having the right leadership in charge at at certain moments in time are are big. That said, I mean, the next iteration, whatever's going to happen, we're still five, ten years away from that. So, like, again, it's not happening tomorrow. It's yeah. going to happen or, later on. Or Ronnie and Ted to be in when they brought Trev in, if you if you think that's a good idea, at, at kind of a tumultuous time, For sure. too. Throw For that sure. throw that in there as well. And my concern is I think that job, I think that job is responsible and it's kind of got a different profile than it has in the past, and especially now that for the time being, the regents have, at, have added the athletic department to it as well. And so – You've got to you got to find a person. Listen, university systems got a budget issue. They've got to deal with. Okay, you've got to deal with that. They've got a contentious relationship with state government right now. A lot of a lot of universities have that situation. Right, you got to be able to have somebody who's politically savvy to keep faculty happy and keep state government happy, so they're still getting you money. You got to have somebody who's a sweet ass fundraiser as well, which is also going to go into those budget issues. And then on top of all that. If you check all those boxes, you can start thinking about if they've got any experience in athletics. Because if they don't, right, if they don't, it sounds ridiculous to say the next president has got to be somebody who has got experience and interest in big-time athletics. But let's be honest, they kind of need to. They kind of need to at this point. Yeah, not to do the whole, you know, the the athletic department is the front door or the university or the porch of the university. But, I mean, it really is. You know, yes. now more than ever, as we are seeing all more these than, moves, like yes, like today, the news came out on on the ACC that they're going to again kick the tires on Stanford, uh, Cal, and SMU, and and look, I feel very confident now in just guessing that those three teams are going to be ACC members. Like all wow. of this reporting coming out and all of the dollars and cents, like I have no inside information. It just seems that that's going to be the case. So like that. This stuff matters. It matters now more than it ever has before. So yeah, hundred percent. Just laid out a case of of what this person is going. I, to have I to will do. be. Le- I I don't think the regents should be bashful and the the university. Listen, it might not go over well on campus, but I don't think they should be bashful saying, "Look, that's one of the things we're looking for in this job is somebody who's sure. navigated, who's who's got experience doing the overseeing that this person's going to be doing, and probably has also been working." You know, at a high level, it, at a power conference, in on you know with presidents and other other presidents and chancellors at this point. Yeah. I think like it sucks because you don't want to say that, and I wouldn't say that about a chancellor now. Like I wouldn't. I I don't. I'm not like super sports guy that that needs to factor into every job. That's not what I. But I would say for this one, it's more appropriate to say that than it's ever been for better or worse. At the very least, it matters. 
You know, yeah. I feel like we can all say that it matters. To what degree it might differ for the person, but, but it does matter. And my concern is, you heard all those areas. It's a that's a difficult person to find that checks all those boxes. I know yeah, that's a lot like, of boxes. I know everybody's like, well, they'll, they're going to find a president, they'll be fine. Are you going to find a president that's really good at all those things? Because they need all those things right now. At the yeah, University I have, I have no doubt that they'll find someone. Obviously, they'll, they're going to hire someone for the job, and and like it wouldn't surprise me if that person is able to do many of those things well. But all of those things at a very high level, all of you know, the things and, I and said, kind of yeah. where though how you weigh them too, like which which things end up being more important for them. Carter could do those things well. I mean, it's yeah. it's bottom it's bottom line, and he had good support. Listen, Hank Bounds did not have good support of the faculty, right? No, by the he end. did not. He people were not a fan. People in the community not not huge fans of Hank Bounds, right? And there were like it's just it's been a while you were in this good of a situation, and it's disappointing because that looked like it could have it could get some momentum going with the university system, and yet and then once again, once again. Something changes. Something mm-hmm. changes at the top, and you've got to sort of rebuild in this situation. And as you pointed out, it's in the most pivotal time the next few years possible for college sports and, yeah. and where it's going to go and how it's going to change at this point. Yeah, for so, sure. That's my thing. I'm not uh, – back to the – you know, back to the – I'm not worried Rule is going to leave because of this. That's – who no. knows? I mean, listen, I still think if he does really well, he's going to leave anyway, uh, which I – you know – that, I think that probably is going to be an issue no matter what if he does well. And everybody said when we hired him, well, that'd be a good problem to have. So it's a great problem to have. You're going to get. I, just, your, um, I do not allow myself to get upset over over the thought of him yeah, leaving okay. because he's doing well, if, well. If nobody was upset, I just can't. No, if nobody was upset about them when they hired him, then don't be upset about it now because that's the scenario you're talking about. He's not going to have a crappy two years and then go to Ohio State. So I mean, correct, exactly. <laughs> it's, just, it's just also. Stupid. I said this on the show yesterday. Like, no offense to Matt Rule. I, I mean. Barring him doing something in the next two years that I am just like way not expecting, but if if Ryan Day moves on or if they move on from Ryan Day, Ohio State will not be considering Matt Rule. You know, like maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I just I don't think Whatever. that they'd be like we got to get Matt Rule. And, and I know everyone's going to say Penn State, and that's fine. But again, like I just oh man, I just cannot allow listen. myself to get concerned over the idea of Matt Rule being so good at Nebraska that another school wants him because all I can think about is holy shit, he got Nebraska to be good and a big school wants him. Like wow, what are we talking about? Right. Here? If he was going to go, I mean, listen, Ted Carter was not going to stop him to go into Penn State if he has the opportunity to go to Penn State. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that yeah, that's not going to change anything. So, I, that that I'm not worried about. No, I'm not worried about Trev leaving. I'm not worried about any of I'm not worried because of this either. That's not that is not the concern that I've got, which apparently yeah. some people do. And I also don't think the university is going straight to hell either, but or the athletic yeah. or the athletic department is going straight to hell. But I think it's worth being concerned about having a, somebody good in that leadership position and a really important position at this point. So, I think that's all I got to say about that. You got anything else? Nope. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you there. Kind of with you there. Okay. All right. Um, what else do we want to talk about then? What else is Well, I know. I mean, <clears throat> there was stuff on Saturday that you, you and Caleb, uh, you guys essentially logged off like right as, again, another Matt Rule press conference happened and some uh, some information came out in terms of the running back room. I know that, you know, he mentioned it, and I, I don't recall, Jack, if I ever posted it in the inside info room. So I apologize for not doing so, mostly because I wasn't talking to anybody last week about Husker football stuff. So I didn't really care because uh, I was getting married. Um, but I know one of the things he mentioned was Alvano. Tristan Alvano is like kind of at the, the forefront of the kicking job. And I don't want to talk about this very long. Just some info. I've heard he's going to be the starter. So there you go. In that regard. 
Um, I found the running back stuff fascinating, and I was curious, especially about what you thought, given that you are the biggest proponent for uh, Mr. I-Test. I don't even know if that's true, by the way. I'd promote it for the nickname, okay? Mm. I mean, listen, I've agreed with you that he sucked for the second half of last year and couldn't go anywhere against Iowa, so I'm not sure if that's quite a fair characterization. You're still his biggest proponent, though. I'm a proponent of the nickname. Let's the nickname okay. and the player. I'm a I big. Apologize. I'm a. I'm definitely the biggest proponent of the nickname. You love that. I agree. And on honestly, that. it's growing on me. I can't stop saying it now. <laughs> I you, test. Have you said it on the radio? <laughs> uh, I still don't think so. Okay, no. you're going to at some point. At some point. So you want to? Uh, and then Josh always calls him Pink Eye, which is so funny to me. Here's my thought on it. I, yeah. I, here's my thought on thoughts the whole on thing. Pink Eye. <laughs> No, my here's my everybody's making too big a deal about this whole thing. Oh, there's going to be a moment a probably tip. on Thursday night where Nebraska has punted two two uh, drives in a row, can't get the running game going, and they've been using Irvin and Ramirez on third down. Where they're going to try and change it up with eye test, and they're going to bring him in, mm-hmm. and he's going to get a shot. It's going to happen. If it doesn't happen this week, it's going to happen next week against Colorado. It's not. I just can't buy. I cannot buy that they're just going to say, "Well, he's our he's our starter, and he is our you know, no matter what, hell or high water, we're going with Gabe Irvin right now." Now, if Gabe Irvin comes out and puts up 150 yards against Minnesota and is ripping off big runs, yeah, maybe that happens, and I guess that's a good. That'd be a surprising good issue to have here at this point. But unless the running game is coming out gangbusters. You're seeing both of those guys, okay? Oh, for you, sure. You're, you're going to pro- see more than just those two guys, too, right? You, pro- maybe, maybe. I, uh, you'll see. Well, Ramir, you'll see obviously as well, worked in in some form. And so it's hard for me. I mean, everybody's, yeah. Irvin's starting out the games at this point, but if it's also because of fumbles, like that seems like. And, and I don't blame Rule for, like, look, turnovers are backbreakers, and Nebraska can't be fumbling. So I get, like, I get why you make that move and you point that out and you make that the reason for the whole thing. But let's be honest, after a while, fall practice when he was fumbling in a scrimmage starts to seem farther and further away. And and you're like, okay, well, he seems to have kind of gotten over that. Let's give him a shot. And so, look, I don't don't really think any differently about that position than I did before. I thought Irvin was going to start the whole time. I I I think most of us did. I think if we, I didn't. For the record, I you didn't. thought Grant was going to. I mean, the only thing yeah. I heard was that somebody—I don't remember if it was you or somebody else here in the club—said Grant was kind of running with the ones, and that was the only thing I had heard. But yeah. other than yeah, that, yeah, no, I mentioned that like uh, three weeks ago. Two, three yeah, maybe weeks you ago. said that. So because of that, I thought, okay, well, maybe it will be him. But just the amount that they talked about Irvin at the beginning in the spring, and I know Grant it was a little bit rocky, and Grant didn't hasn't shown it since September of last year for the most part. And so, no. no, it wouldn't, it, it, that not even surprising to me at all. This is sort of a not, I just don't have a huge reaction to the whole thing because I think you're going to see both of them on Thursday night. And I don't care that much who starts then. It's going to be the hot hand. Uh, some comments that I want to get to because there's a lot to unpack about everything that we just said. Uh, let's see, I'm just scrolling back. Uh, so let's kind of start with this one and it can go into a few others. Josh said, Coach is raving, uh, raving about Gabe for weeks, but we ignored and act like he is only starting because Pink Eye can't hold on to the ball. Bruce said, I just finished the radio replay of today's USC. I feel like Josh is massively underestimating Gabe Irvin. I responded to that. I hope so. And then Josh asked again, why are we short-selling Gabe? 
I do agree with what Trent said, though. I think it's because he hasn't shown it on the field yet. Always gets hyped. One year hurt. Last year, not much of anything. And then one more comment from Josh. Okay, but why all the Sims love then? And I think that all of those, I mean, that's a lot of stuff that I just read in a short amount of time, but I think that there's a lot that's very interesting there. I, uh, my answer in terms of why am I short selling on Gabe Irvin is because of what Trent said. I've been told for years that he's really good and he's not. And I, I guess I haven't seen it. Um, you know how whenever I say, Jack, I am bullish on the offensive line this year. I'm bullish on the offensive line. There's a lot of people that say, whoa, what the hell's wrong with you? Why are you bullish on the offensive line? I will believe it when I see it. And it's a very fair opinion to have because it's the, essentially the same opinion that I have had about the offensive line for many years as well. I am buying stock though in the offensive line for a variety of reasons. Most of it I've, I've you know, stated in the club. Um, I'm not in Gabe Irvin because I just need to, and Dave says team bullish. Let's go, Dave. I read your column. Good stuff. Um, I just need to see it. I need to see it with, with Gabe Irvin and Josh says, why do we, or do we not trust rule on Gabe, but everyone else again, like, I don't, it's maybe it's just with this one individual player where I just need to see it, you know? And, and so I I don't know if I'm explaining myself very well, but I just, I would love to be wrong about Gabe Irvin, but I was told he was the bee's knees in 2021. He looked fine, and then he got hurt. He, I, I didn't think he was much of anything. But, Jack, honestly, man, this is not even a Gabe Irvin thing. This is me viewing the running back room. Like, this is how I feel about all these guys. I just I need to see somebody. And so, uh, a few minutes ago, a, a subscriber mentioned A.J. Allen. It's like, God, man, I know we, we, we spilled a lot of milk over the uh, Casey Thompson departure. We did not spill enough milk about the A.J. Allen one because, God, that thing sucks in hindsight. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy was good last year. I think he would be a good player. And man, I really wish that he was on the roster right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and I think Josh said, why do you, do you get the idea? It was because of the fumbles. Well, I think that's what rule said explicitly. And so, I mean, I'm taking him at his word that that was the reason that he went, you know, that he's, he, that Irvin's kind of got the nod so far. If he said more than that or something differently somewhere else, uh, well, he was suspended, you know, and I always wonder about how yeah, much there was that and this is going. Yeah, going back, if if this is if if this is about more than just fumbles, it's kind of a a broader thing, and that was kind of the excuse of the day that you could, or maybe not excuse, but it's the thing that you could knock him on in that moment, you know. So yeah, we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. For the right, I'd love to be wrong about Gabe. That'd be sweet if I was. Be a game changer. And Josh D, the reason I'm because I had the sense that, and this is part what Josh Peterson told me, and what I had heard from other people is that Grant was kind of leading a few couple of weeks ago. So yeah. So that's why I didn't get the sense. I got the sense that the fumbles played into it quite significantly. And honestly, in my mind, I think they're probably in terms of they're different types of backs, but they're probably fairly similar in terms of quality, to be honest, in my mind. We'll yeah. see. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We know what Grant is. Um, maybe Irvin's leaps and bounds ahead of him. And if that's the case, it's going to be a lot of him. But I... I'm not, I guess I'm kind of like you. I don't know. I really, I'm not sure. I think he also probably, I think another part of it is I think he probably goes more toward the style that Rule likes to see right now. Um, I think he likes, he likes the, he likes his size. He likes the way that he's going to be able to use him a little bit. He likes the way he runs. I think they're trying, I I do think they're probably trying to do some work with eye test to get him to just make better decisions with his, with his running as well. So, I mean, I think like don't. I'm more confident than Ramir Johnson than anyone in that group, though. I, See, I just, and he's another guy. Dude, I was talking about that with a friend this week, and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really in on Ramir. And I was like, man, I just, 
and I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I'm just like, I what what is it? What am I missing? I feel it was like two I'm years, missing it was something. Seeing with all flashes these guys. two years ago. That's what it is. I yeah, did, I've I never mean, seen looked, that. It, he looked you're really, about the Michigan game, especially. Michigan game, I mean, he had tons of carries two years ago. He played a ton. Yeah. Go look at his numbers for two years ago. He was significant yeah. in the offense. I think you'll be surprised. Yeah, I, I'm with Husker for MU. He is serviceable. Josh says he's the at uh, least de- decisive. Pass the ball. Well, he may be awesome serviceable. Every time he plays. Wow, interesting. I've seen more consistent good play from him than either of the other two. So if that's more serviceable, consistent. fine. But that's like, listen, we got who we got back there. Interesting. Let me. Okay, I just want to pull up his stats because sometimes you know, like the further we get removed from some seasons. You know, and we always joke about this, right? Like you pull up the 1999 roster and I feel like I know a million things, but you pull up 2021 and I'm like, wait, he was awesome. Yeah. 112 carries, 495 yards to four and a half yards of carry four touchdowns. He also had 16 catches for 197 yards, two touchdowns. So he had six touchdowns and he had almost 700 yards. Wow. That's honestly, it's a lot better than I, I told than I you. Expected. That's what I was yeah, saying. People forget. People forget. It wasn't just that one catch in the Michigan game which was really good on that wheel route, but he was used as a regular, like he was used as a regular running back. Um, And so all I'm saying is I've seen more from him than I've seen from anybody else. More, more, I think success from him. You haven't seen really just any play from Irvin extended and from Grant last year was really inconsistent. It was really inconsistent. And so that's why I say what I say that I think, he, I'm most confident in Ramirez. If he's just serviceable, so be it. But he's the best. He's the most proven of the bunch at this point. Yeah. God, that's crazy. I mean, props to you. I, I just, and, and maybe I'm remembering wrong. And, you know, I mean, that season was such a tire fire that my memories are more about just like the feelings and the vibes around it. And there's like a few plays that I can remember here and there from 2021. But yeah, those numbers are a lot better than I would have expected okay, well, when I pulled them up. Let me ask this question that I answered it already. But how soon do you think okay. we see eye test on Thursday, if at all? Oh, we definitely see him. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I feel very confident that we're going to see the three guys we just mentioned, right? Like, I think we're going to see all three of them. This isn't I'm trying to think of like an example. Like, none of those guys are Derrick Henry, you know. Like, I, this, yeah, this is yeah, why I can't. This, it, which Josh is why I can't get too up in arms about whatever he's because said we're going to see the guys is. anyway. hundred percent. Right? They're going to yes, yeah, like hot hand, yeah, those yes. types of things. Yeah, and this is this. I mean, this isn't even a quarterback, right? Like, if Jeff's barring a a, a blowout win either way. Or uh, Sims having like five interceptions, Jeff Sims in, in an injury. Jeff Sims will be the quarterback for Nebraska every single play. Every single play next Thursday, he'll be the. But running back is so different. You can rotate guys yeah. in. Uh, you can you can do different packages. It's just like wide receiver, right? You can do all sorts of uh, different things. Now, also, all this so. said, I'm kind of excited to see Irvin. Um, I'm kind of excited to see because I think he's changed his body. I I'm, I don't know I. I mean, I think he's a different. He, he's got a different body, at least, than he did last time we saw him on the field. Um, he's he's hopefully older, developed, smarter, all of those things as well. So I'm I'm like super curious to see him. I'll say that at least about Irvin. I don't know that I'm that makes me confident that he's going to be a a game changer at running back, but I think he's going to be different than what we've seen at least. And I'm really curious about it. Matt says Jack loves this running back segment. Yeah, this is a little too much player for me, Jack. Can we talk talk, talk well, about the coaches that are point. coaching the players? Well, that's true. What do we think the new running back coach, whoever it is, uh, is going to impact this whole thing? Actually, that is an interesting question. Is a wow, little bit. Are you really going to do the coaches thing earnestly? No, no. Well, I'm going to earnestly ask the question is like, 
who makes the call on which running back is in? This is something we went through when Frost oh. was there too. Yes, I love this topic. This is a like, fun topic. Is, this a, is that the a personnel like, decision? What kind of a head coach is a rule going to be about personnel? Yes. And that we can talk about that with running backs. We can talk about that about you know. I think there's going to be seven guys who play on the offensive line. There's going you know the receivers, all of those. You got that at every level on the offense. How much is rule involved or not involved in that? All right, so. I want to do something, and I feel bad because I don't want to. I'm not going to answer your question, but instead, I want to say this. So, and, and I know you wanted to talk a little bit about the the hard knocks thing. I do, yes. Um, and Jake Bogus mentioned it a little bit earlier. Okay, so seeing, seeing the, and I didn't watch the whole thing. Cards on the table. I watched the five minute section that everyone is like, "Hey, go watch that part at 45 minutes in when he calls the offensive line out onto the field or the whole the whole offense." You know, he talks about redshirting players. Oh, we brought Trav out and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, so I watched that. And my takeaway, and this kind of goes to what you were just saying, was, man, it's just cool seeing a new coach who I have, like, no baggage with, positive or negative, and just how he operates in his arena because it's, like, it's just all new to me, right? Like, I'm like, oh, man, this is cool. I like the way he talks to, to his team. I totally, like, if I was a college kid, I would totally buy into this guy. And so what you just said about, like, sideline stuff, it makes me just get pumped for Thursday, like, I'm curious to see what he looks like on the sidelines. How how he coaches. Like, look, obviously, I was so sick of Scott Frost by the end of his regime that I, I just got annoyed all the time. And, and he just seemed so detached. I am, like, excited to see. I know how what does he mean. What does he do on third and seven? What type of dialogue does he look like he's having with, with Satterfield, with Tony White? Where's Tony White? Is he on the sidelines? Is he upstairs? You know, like all of those types is, of things. And so is he I'm, getting like, on, real, is, I'm, just, I'm pumped to see a new, a new Nebraska for what, whatever that means. I'm just so excited for that. You think year. he's going to get on the refs, for instance? I think he will pick his spots. He definitely is going to. But it's not going to be like a – he's not going to be Bo. Um, and I don't think he's going to – and again – Obviously, I didn't like Scott Frost at the end. He's not going to come off as whiny. I think he is going to do a good job. I think he's going to work them. I think he's. I think they're going to show him talking to refs at times, and he's going to be laughing and smiling, and we're going to be like, oh, look at him working the referees on the sidelines. I get the sense, and this is just from observing. You get a, you get a real different look inside the program with these reality yes. shows going on. Man, I get the sense that he is head coach. Head is all in caps with him. Uh, yeah, with re- his relationship to this staff, I really get that feeling watching that whole thing. And if there was ever a head coach that was going to have a say in those personnel decisions that we were discussing and the rotations that we were discussing, this is me just kind of reading between the lines of what I've seen. But I think rule. If any coach is going to be involved in that, it's going to be rule, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I really think so. So he is. Yeah, it's it. It's interesting. I mean, we can talk about it a little bit, but first of all, just a, a bigger question, I guess, I have about that whole thing. Who is the, the documentary yeah. series? And maybe this is out there, and people know it already, and I just missed it, but. Who commissioned this exactly? Matt Rule. Is, do, we, to, I mean, do we know that? No, we do not know it. Okay. He talked about it a little bit a couple of weeks ago when the first one came out. But given given his controlling nature of everything, this is I do not think that this is Trevor. I, I mean, think I this agree. is a Matt Rule thing. Trevor yeah. or anyone else, or the marketing department. I you know, whatever. Yeah, this was Matt Rule saying, I want to do something like this. Yeah, like was did he come up was 
Was this an idea he came up with? Like, what was the, what exactly was the the prototype or the the thought of what this was going to be or what he wanted to show? Number two, who is the audience for this? Who is I the mean, in, who is the well, intended? Yeah, audience there's a comment from this? Brady. It's an amazing recruiting tool. Is it? And it certainly is. And I think it is. I think it can be an amazing recruiting tool because it has a lot of like the fun behind the scenes stuff. Um, it certainly gives you a peek into the program. I, I agree. I agree. But I think that it's for the fans. I think that this is this is not for I do not think that this is for like an announcer who's gonna pop into a week or to a like Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt. They're calling the game next week. This is not for them. Like, can they learn something from this? Definitely. I think that there is something that that I would be stunned, Jack, if something from this clip, something from these videos do not air on Thursday. Something will air. This is not though for announcers. This is not for Greg Sharp. This is not for this isn't for radio shows. I think this is for purely the fans because I think that it is look, is it sanitized? Sure. But man, I mean, they let some words fly. Like it was weird. The 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 part that I watched today, it had like some words bleeped and then some they let, said bullshit. They let shit go. They let shit go. They let shit go. Other words they don't let go. But this is I think that this is a it's a good balance, you know, of happy positivity. Hey, look at the new behind the scenes. This is what Nebraska football is like. But they, I feel like I watched the first episode in full. I didn't watch last week's because I was, you know, getting married. I watched this part. It does seem like once a week, though, there has been something that people are like, wow, that was really cool. Like, that was something. Like, the map, I thought, again, if you haven't watched it, I would say go to minute 45 and watch five minutes. I think that you'll, I, I watched it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's just so cool. Also, again, he is a great speaker. You know, he is really good at being a coach, and I understand why he's good in college. It makes so much sense. Here's my question. If the intended audience is the fan base, which I think you were saying, mm-hmm. what's the point of that? Like, what to what to what end? Like, why? Yeah, why? Yeah. Why are you, why are you marketing to a fan base that's already... I love, it's a great question, because I've asked myself the same thing the last two I weeks. I get like, it if it's no recruiting. Re- I get it if it's recruiting, and maybe it is, but, like... I appreciate the access and all of that, but I'm curious why Rule wants me to have it. To be honest, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good question, man. I don't know, you know. I mean, it's something. If if things go well, you can always point back to this, right? Like you have this. Like there's this. Like hey, we had that inside look at things in year one. You know, it's and maybe it's it's in part because I'm talking to you about it more often than I ever have, but uh, in preseason and just so thinking about it more often uh, than I would even with my job, but. Having watched all these things, like I come into this season at a different level of familiarity with this team than I have any recent teams. Mm. I yeah. come in, you know, like for instance, like if I saw Billy Kemp on the street now, I'd know exactly who he is just by what just because I've seen him so much in yeah. these videos or Jeff Sims, right? But like, you know, a year ago, if I saw Trey Palmer on the street, I'd have no idea who he was. Yeah. For for instance, or, or maybe even Casey Thompson at that point. Yeah. Like I know there are, there are a handful of guys that I I feel like I know in a different way that just doesn't happen with football because they're wearing helmets so often and I'm more familiar with a bunch of them like the amount I have seen of uh of uh what's his name uh, the linebacker. God, why am I so bad with names these days? Um from oh, Burke. Jay Sherman? No, from uh from oh. from uh Burke. Uh, uh Henrich? Not Reimer, Henrich, yeah. Henrich, the amount I've seen of Henrich, like, 
I see. I feel like I know Henrich like really, really well. His voice, everything about him here at this point. He's like a main character on these shows, and I haven't. I just haven't felt that way going about a team. Now, I don't really know what the takeaway from that is, other than that maybe I'm more invested in them, even even than I was before. Was before I know more about them or something. I'm not sure. How about this from Keen? I bet players themselves really like it too. Yeah, I mean, I think. You know, it, it's like a, it's almost like a home video, especially when you consider that it's what it's like a college kid that's doing this right. Like it's not. Yeah, that's this what is I not. Heard. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the mastermind it. behind it. Yeah, yeah, because when staff, I first saw it, but... I was like, oh, Husker Vision, cool, like good on them. No, it's at risk. Yeah, I bet parents also really enjoy it. Yeah, I think that. I think it's really cool. I, look, I agree. There's a lot of people saying, guys, don't forget about recruiting. Don't forget about recruiting. Like. Fight, Dave said it's always it, recruiting. It very like, Kubel could be that. I was just responding to what you said. Yeah, yeah, but I, I do think that it's for the fans. I, I like, like, and I didn't think about it from the cynical standpoint of like he's doing this, so he'll you know gain extra support if they start out bad. Right. Um, and, and I don't want to do the obvious, but it doesn't hurt. But like, I, I think that I don't know. I feel like the guy's trying to offer like a genuine olive branch. It just it does seem like Jack. It, it it makes me wonder if him and Trev sat down at some point early on and he was like, okay, give me the rule. Hey, give me the lay of the land. Why have things why have things worked poorly or why haven't things worked out well? And I think Trev could probably tell him why better than most, especially the Scott Frost era, why that went to shit. Um, and then he goes, okay, so tell me about the relationship that the fans had with the coaches. It would not surprise me, given Matt Rule and how... Have, uh, I don't want to say control freak because I don't want to imply negativity here, but, you know... He really cares about this stuff. If he was like, okay, so tell me, tell me the relationship with the fans. What 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 was that like for the coaches? Yeah, and yep, I mean, yep. Trev can speak That's to it better point. than anybody, right? Like, and hey, what's he gonna say uh, to that? <laughs> yeah, he'd say, okay, a little so, adversarial. You know, yeah, very adversarial at times. Um, you know, the homegrown guys, the 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 locals, if you will. Even it's funny, Bo kind of became that because of the one year. But, you know, like, hey, he, he had extra leeway for a variety of reasons. Frost had extra leeway. The Outsiders, though, who, yeah, it was interesting. Callahan, you know, uh, you know th- for this reason and Mike Riley for this reason. And I, I just wonder, it would not surprise me if, like, Matt Rule wanted to know all of those types of things. And, again, for the 800th time this offseason, Matt Rule seems more like an Nebraska coach, what we imagine Nebraska coach to be than anybody since Osborne. Yeah. I mean, he just, he, he seems to really want, he just seems like he wants to give a shit about this place. Man. That's true. If, does. if it's true that the net, you know, from higher to higher, when you fire somebody, you go in the most opposite direction possible. This is the most opposite thing from Scott Frost and you could ever imagine. I mean, Frost would never, ever, 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 ever no. want to do something like this. Yeah. And again, it goes back to what you said that. a few minutes ago. Like, why, why, why do, what's the point? Cause I thought of that. Like, why didn't Frost do this? This seems like a layup, man. Like, just have a little bit of practice footage. People love quick cuts. Oh, hey, here's a running back going through a hole. Here's the ball flying through the air. We love that crap. Just do a little bit here and there. Have a couple of speeches. And it's like, hell yeah, I'm going to run through a brick wall. And it just seems like Matt ruled, and I have the video on. He, he's doing this. He's, he's saying, hey, come and give me a hug. And Frost was saying, get the hell away yeah. from me. Yeah, and get you know what it does? It personalizes him. Right, we see them, and obviously we oh, see all God, the yes. coaches behind a podium. But to see them actually doing their job, right, and all of the things that they're doing for the job, it makes it, it goes back to what I said about the players. It gives a different level of intimacy of how you know them, and as a like, we needed that from that is one of the biggest errors I still see with Frost is that man, you just 
I get it. He's he's got his thing. You know, he's, his personality is his personality. But the things that are there that are likable about him were never were never pulled out for people or shown. No, to, it was so no. rarely. Very occasionally they were, but very rarely to the point that last summer, last uh, June, I asked the. I don't know if I told this story before, but I asked. Uh, the sports information department, I said, look, I'm doing this long form podcast. And I think if I had frost on it and I'm not going to ask about any of the, you know, I'm not going to do anything that's put him in a comfortable position. I'm going to have fun with him talking, um, about stuff. I'm not going to go into the metrics. I'm not going to go into any of that stuff. And they were like, they wanted him to do it. They like, they were like, yeah, we think, you know, we think that would be good. We just don't think he's going to go for it. And he didn't, he didn't go for it. And that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about, and, and rules doing it this way. The other thing I would say, real quick too, Jake oh, says that you watch rule, you just feel he knows exactly what he's doing all the time. Yes. Every second matters. Man, I think does that's he, a good way to describe it. Like I'm like, does he script all of this stuff? Is he script all this stuff? Like so many of the, these little exercises and stuff that he's doing throughout this time. How much of that is scripted? I'm sure a lot of it is for him personally. Yeah, for sure. But. Yeah. The one thing, and I know you didn't see this, but I'd like for you to watch it, and I'm curious, and some of you have seen it and some of you haven't. There's this weird part in the in the the, the, the show where they're The newest do- one? Yeah, the newest one, where they're doing practice, and I can't remember why it happened the first time, but starting defense is out there, I think, going against the starting offense. And something happens, and he's like, get off the field. Get off, they're on the outdoor fields. Get off the field. They all run into the indoor pavilion area where they practice, and it's like... Nobody knows what to do. It was super weird. And so they just sat there and, like, pumped each other up a little bit. They come back out there. And they go out there and they have another play. And I'm not sure if there were plays in between it. And I believe it was Robinson sort of falls into or in in going after trying to make a play hits Jeff Sims' leg. And Rule freaks out on him for going into Sims' leg. And mm-hmm. potentially, you know, putting him at risk of being hurt. So sends them all back in again inside where uh, Cooper, the strength coach, is talking to him. And then, and the guys are all like, what do we do? Like, what do we do at this point? And Cooper's like, you need to have a representative go out there and talk to the head coach and tell him you're committed to do the right thing or whatever. And so then they all go out. And I think it was Reimer comes up to him and he was like, you know, he basically like asked permission to get back on the field. It was, it was, I mean, it was some serious head games was what the whole thing was, was what it boiled down to to me. I'm not saying it was inappropriate or anything like that, but it was this huge, there were some major, major psychological things happening with that starting defense and Matt Rule on that video. Because the, why are he, he was sending them in to do, I, I mean, he won, it was an experiment to some degree is what I can tell from the whole thing. And he was creating a scenario or a situation that wasn't as intense as it should have been. Uh, or it was more intense than it should have been in that situation. It was really interesting. Mm. So take a look at take a look at that mm. uh, if you want to. But it, yes, it still continues to boil down to me as just that he is orchestrating so many things right now. He is pulling a lot of strings. He's orchestrating so many things. And like I said, the head coach head is capitalized for him. Yeah, for sure. And dude, I, I guess I, one of the things I keep thinking about is like, okay, where does all this stuff show itself? Because essentially one of the the through lines of this conversation the last 20 to 30 minutes has been they really seem organized in a variety of ways and it shows itself in the video and, and what Matt Rule says, et cetera, et cetera. Like, okay, 
<laughs> how does it show itself on the field? And that's the thing I can't wait to see. You know, Who knows? I cannot wait to see how this shows itself on the field. And again, I feel like this the last 15 minutes have kind of turned into us shitting on Scott Frost. So here's one more kind of anecdote. Remember, remember the Iowa game in 2019 and the last drive when like Adrian was on the field and the McCaffrey was on the field and it was really odd. And we're like, what the hell's happening? Like they just seemed like a disorganized mess. Like, I don't think that something like that would happen, you know, this time around. I don't feel like yeah. something like that would happen. I don't know how it's going to show itself on a game-to-game, drive-to-drive basis, but I just feel like those idiotic, ridiculous things aren't going to be a thing anymore. Yeah. It would think – it would. he seems to be, if, if nothing else, very competent. But, I, but, again, competent in these controlled situations, these planned situations, right, these marketed situations – there's no marketing once a football game starts. And so how is he once the game starts? And yep. how do the players respond to him once the game starts? Because the problem has been when there's adversity for years. When there's adversity, the coaches don't know how to set the train back on the track with this team, and the players aren't receptive to whatever the coaches do. That's the huge issue, is can he do that when there's a adversity in that first game? And by God, if he does that in the first game and Nebraska comes back and wins a game on Thursday night, Josh, we already talk about what it's going to be like and what the resp- how freaking over the top this response is going to be if they would somehow win this game. But can you imagine, and I shouldn't wind myself up with fanfic here again, but can you imagine if they come back from a deficit? Jack's edging, folks. Can you imagine if they would come back from a deficit and or some kind of a devastating moment that looks like ah shit here it is right we've had that moment in umpteen yeah. games for the last several years and they come back and actually reverse one of those in the first game ah man i'm telling you i'm telling you we did a little husker fanfic on the on the radio show today talking about like the idea of them starting 4-0 and you know just oh. Happer was like, the state would be on fire. Happer's right. Happer's dead right. He's on the same wavelength as me. I don't think people even understand. I don't think people understand how insane things would get and how quickly they would get insane. Yeah. uh, Yeah, because if they start wanting to know, we're going to dare to dream some things. Not not ridiculous things, but it's like, oh, wow, this, this this should be a bowl team, you know, realistically. And, I mean... If, if they start 1-0, the, the talk is immediately the next day going to be 4-0, you know, and it's like, oh, my gosh, are they going to be 4-0 for Michigan? And so, like, it's just going to be – everything's going to be nuts. Um, everything's going to be nuts. Jack, it's but, eight but, days, but, man. But, it's almost but, eight days. But if, uh, but if it goes the other way – it's not going to be a big deal. No, no it won't okay. to you, and I don't believe people when they even say that. The, I heard it, so I listened to both pods while I, while I was gone. Um, and you you essentially put you you kind of admitted what I figured was the the thought all along. When you're like, I just don't think it'd be good if they start this way or if they don't make a bowl game. And then you essentially were like, because. I know how I would feel if they don't go to a bowl game. And you've just been putting all of your feelings on the fan base. What? Well, what? Of, of course. Of course. This is yes. The, you need I, to I, chill I, the hell out, Jack, is what I'm trying to say. You need to chill, bro. D- you need don't to chill. Tell, I mean, this is why we do this thing is because we're passionate about it. And we're so and we want you being like we, if, if they miss a bull this year, I'm going to be really angry. Get out of here. What Get kind out of, of town. crap fan would I be if I was just some numb, emotionless person Not about to this be whole numb. thing? No, I'm going like to be sad season. and disappointed and hurt 
if they don't one make, just like I was sad shit. and disappointed and hurt when they lost to the Northwestern just last one year. season, when they, just one season of chill. Oh, just one. oh, this is this is what gets you on the track to perpetual week zero, year zero every time. I'm not doing I'm not doing perpetual year zero. I'm not doing repeating year zero year after year after year. At You're some point, it. it's just one year. Oh, Jack, sure, that's what they year. say. That's what they say. And then next, oh, and go. then next summer comes around, and and I try and say, oh well, you know, the wide receiving core looks pretty good this year. And then somebody in the chat's like, "There's no talent on the team, Jack. Quit talking. Quit talking about that. This is no Ohio State." Whose voice is that? Is that Josh's voice? That's is that what Andy, Josh that's sounds no like? No one specific in the chat. That right? sounds like that, Josh. That's that's exactly what. I, and and they're going to be Jack. You know how good Wisconsin is. You know how good Luke Fickle they is. Why good. would they're going to win the division? I mean, listen, if Luke Fickle is good, why are, why why are we even getting excited about anything in the future of Nebraska? Okay. Wisconsin's going to beat Nebraska you, you up and talk, down. You the talked earlier about strawman, Jack. You are. I don't know if you and Bishop. You guys argue with the strawiest strawman. All the time. I'm just like, hey, chill out for year one, and suddenly you're like, oh, Wisconsin's going to win the title, apparently. They're going to be the no, best No, that's not what I'm saying. Like, that's no not saying what that. I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. I'm saying, you're saying that now. Calm down this year. Have Just be cool with whatever happens, as long as it's not, you know, two wins. Be cool with it, and then next year. Next year is when you should have the expectations, but what will happen yes. is I'll come, yes, in with the, exactly what I'm I'll come in with the expectations next year, and it's going to be all the same crap from this year, and it's nah. going to be like, Jack, you're too riled up about this whole Jack, thing. Jack, Jack, you know how hard the Big we, Ten did is. We not, I mean, did, we not, did we not ramp the expectations up in uh, 2019? Were the expectations not sky high in 2019? Was I saying, whoa, 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 pump the brakes? Hell no. I picked them to win the Big Ten West. Now, was I wrong? Yes, but I certainly wasn't tamping any expectations Oh, down. they're there. I'm sure someone was. I'm okay, sure so- here we I, go. One guy, the one I-80 reply guy gets around. in Jack's mentions, and he has to build a whole segment around Dude, it. This, t- this fan base has a, a proclivity towards negative negativity that I've never seen before anywhere else. Oh, would you stop it? They do. Oh, would you stop they it? They do. You got it. There, there are there are people who are physically. Oh, you mean the program that hasn't hold, made a bowl game hold, in half a decade is sad. There wow, is, I'm surprised. There are people who, who have got an involuntary response to optimism that they have got to. That they uh, have. I'm show you. Got, no, but even if it's justified optimism, they have oh, got oh, to okay. add on some justified. Some, Tell me some, where the optimism some, is justified recently. I mean, you want me to pick a good thing that I think is going to happen about it? They got a freaking really good secondary. How about that? Okay, they got a really fine. good secondary. One of the best in right, the I'm conference. Posting, How do you like that? I'm posting they the got, win-loss record. Let, let, yeah. Why, just, why after 4-8, 4-8, 5-7, 3-5, 3-9, 4-8, why would people be like maybe pushing back a little bit on hey, the Josh, optimism? How uncomfortable does it, does it make you? Let, let, just see if you can. Nebraska may have the best secondary in the Big Ten. Okay. What the hell? Wow. There it is. You can't even. Like, that's not that crazy. Because it's not true. No, that's not that crazy. Jeff Sims could win the Heisman. You're going to push back on that, and then can I yell at you? Come on. Let's chill out. Oh, uh, listen, that's not— I can't you, operate you've this been way. Conditioned, no, you've been conditioned to believe— You have no. been conditioned to believe that nothing is true. That nothing is—if it's optimism, you've been conditioned to believe that nothing is possibly true, and it turns into this tall tale. That's that's what you're doing right now. It's, it's happening in real time no, in front of all of us. It's because I watch, like, I, I see who recruits who, and Nebraska doesn't have five stars back there. That's why they can't have the best secondary. No, the answer is no. Nebraska might have a top three secondary in the Big Ten. 
How do okay, you, how do, sure. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not grading secondary films. People can't Sure, why not? I don't freaking. know. Josh, Husker fans have an issue with understanding other teams have talent. Seriously, Nebraska exists in a vacuum for everybody, it seems. Oh, my gosh. You and Jake. Jake, oh my, you know what? Maybe, could, maybe you and Jake eyes could fall out together. of my You guys head. can just... You guys oh, can edge God. together all the time. The Nebraska no, Jack, fans have no, an You think they're going to be top three? Oh, I think they're going to be top two. Husker fans have an itch. I, I have been in conversations, guys, Yeah. with Husker fans, on, off this board, otherwise, and about Wisconsin, for instance. Yeah. The they're team not, is they're not the aware. By the way, they're not aware of who's on the roster, mind you, Okay. I'm familiar with the roster. They're not familiar with the roster. Or Minnesota. You'll probably see it this week. You don't, you're going to hear about Minnesota. You're going to hear about this great. You're going to hear about this great Minnesota running back. I'm sure. No one calls them great. The, 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 no one calls them great. Hey, I'll go back to it. I same question. I speaking of this topic. This is why I asked a question yeah. in June. Name Minnesota's yeah. quarterback. Now I know you know now because we all know it's Ethan Nathan without an Kelly McManus. But nobody knew. Nobody knew yeah. then. So don't give me this crap. Right, about about down because everybody thinks they're great and they don't even know who they are. Yes, Michigan is great. Penn State is incredible. Ohio State's receivers are ridiculous. Georgia's okay. a little okay. Nebraska could probably hang with them, right? Stop it. Blake Corum is unbelievable. Okay? Yes, I, I'm saying all that. All of those things. But Nebraska fans, listen, Nebraska fans don't evaluate individual talent. They're not, they don't know who the players are. They consider personalities of teams. They evaluate personalities. They evaluate Wisconsin. Wisconsin is Wisconsin. They've been Wisconsin. They've been Wisconsin. I don't even need to know who plays for them. I know who they are. I know what they're good at. Minnesota, same way. That's what they do. So Jake says... Put something on the line. Josh gets Wisconsin to win the West. Jack gets Nebraska. I'm not saying Jake. Like that's not me- that's mean. Well, that's first mean. Of all, Jack gets the team that maybe will make a bowl, and I get Wisconsin. Well, first of all, it's closer than you think. But it's that's not. I'll, I mean, I don't also, think I don't, I don't want think to be put in a spot where I'm gonna where I'm supposedly rooting for Nebraska again. Over the last few years, who I have been much closer to Nebraska's correct place in the Big Ten West than Jack has. Not going to be in a sad place it was with this a year, bit. though. It, oh, was, it a was a bit. bit. Yeah, all sorts of bits. We'll hmm. see. We'll see. But listen, this whole fall is going to be really fun for me if I turn out to be right about all these things. That's all I'm going to say. And it's I'm going to be awesome. Be, I can't wait. I can't either. I was excited about my rule, and now you had to bring up Wisconsin again and Cali. No, I got told that Nebraska. No, I was saw in the chat that I was told that Nebraska fans don't think anyone else has talent, and that made me cackle because of my experiences. Jake says, "Have we made official predictions? I feel like Jack would say six and six or seven and five. We have not made them. We will let you know what I'm doing. Mine a week from tomorrow on the show. Why don't you and I do ours though a week from today on the pod?" Our what? Do our what? Our predictions for the our season? season predictions. We can do a little. Uh, we can we can do them before I do it officially on the radio, so That's people fine. in here, subscribers, they can hear it first. That's fine. Oh, and by the way, Joshie, I guarantee wow. I know I, I may not have the, all of the rosters me- uh, memorized, but I'll tell you more about any of those rosters than the the average Nebraska fan will right now about B- Big Ten West rosters. So, no, I'll 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 disagree with that too. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to go with. I don't know what I'm going to go with at this point. It's, that's not the bigger. That's not the question. I'm thinking I'm Jackson at. eight and four kind of guy. That's not that. No, that, see, that's misunderstanding what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not saying it's going to necessarily be. They're going to win the West for an incredible season. I'm just addressing more some specific allegations that were made that are false. Is mm. what I would say. Ten and too many, or asking I don't know, for I you think, to pick ten and two. I don't know. Like honestly, I don't know what I think is going to happen. At, I th- I think I think they're going to lose at Minnesota, but I I legit don't. I don't yeah. know. I re- like. You, we can laugh all you want about the things I'm saying, but I'm not necessarily saying Nebraska is that I'm super confident Nebraska's going to have a ton of wins this season. It, it's a little bit of a different schedule because I'm super, I'm super in the in the dark about especially what this offense is going to be, and I've said that a trillion times on this podcast that I don't know what this offense is going to be. I feel like I do know a little bit better what the defense is going to be, but the offense is question marks at almost every position that I've. Low floors, potentially pretty decent ceilings. Josh says the top three secondary will have eight wins minimum. I disagree with that. That's one position. Oh, really? But what if they're the best secondary in the Big Ten? They can't get eight wins? One position group? Yeah, I mean, one position group they're is going to get you eight awesome. wins. Jake, nine win minimum. Oh, my gosh. See, now you guys are just making me sad because you're going to be so bummed this year. Jake says I can't. A hundred percent I am. A hundred percent I am. I'm not turtling. That's not what I... T- it's a bid for everybody. It's not a yeah, bid. Yeah, you, you just did all that stuff, and then it's like, what's your record? Oh, brother. One position... God, what misunderstanding. What profound misunderstanding. I wonder if... I, I don't even think... I don't think even think you were listening to what I said, the way that you're acting. Jack, you know this. how... It's very sad. You know there's like that bit where... Or like that statement about like, if if... You're somewhere, and the guy's an asshole. Maybe he's the asshole, but if you're somewhere, and like everyone is the asshole, you're the asshole. I don't remember exactly how it goes, but people always misconstrue everything you're saying. Maybe it's a you problem. Essentially, what I was trying to say is maybe that's a you problem, well, not it might a me, be, or it might be just a lack of level of a just accelerated understanding of complex topics. Could be either. <laughs> wow, is, are, did I just get lawyered? Sorry, Josh, you didn't take the bar exam. Hmm. One's not what the base for a top three secondary. Yeah, what is the basis? For what, that? what is the basis for? I'm ranking. I'm. I'm. I'm evaluating yeah, the teams and I'm ranking them in ranks. my head. What do you mean? What do you mean? What's the? Let's what's the do base? this on Saturday. What's? Hold on. What's the basis for for Blake Corum being the best running back in the league? He's well because I've watched he's him. Good like and I, he's better. Okay. Well, we've well, watched. We've watched almost play. all the Nebraska secondary play. That's yeah, the thing. It's just hard to see, like, that's unless you're breaking down film on a weekly basis, it's hard for me to imagine you know who the top three secondaries are in the Big Ten. Well, I know that there's a lot being replaced at, and in the Big Ten West I'm more familiar with. I presume Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan probably have some really good talent there. So I guess perhaps, maybe, all three of those are going to be in that in that room, room two or in that level two. I'm more familiar with what the Big Ten West has because in the teams that Nebraska play has. But let's see. Phil Steele has. Ooh, I want to see Nebraska seventh in the conference for defensive back seventh. He probably has Nebraska top three in some random thing though. No, I actually thought it was pretty low. Let's see. Top ten. Okay, well, good. Georgia's got the top secondary in the nation. (laughs) They're pretty good. People forget. Oh, yeah, Iowa's got a really good one, too. That's fine. Okay, yeah, Michigan, Iowa, Penn State. 
Well, I, I think they're being underrated, and maybe they're going to end up in a place where you would say that, and you will say, Jack, you know what? You're right. We probably should have seen I'd some love of to. The, Jack, I'd love to say that. Yeah, love to we say especially right should have seen it because it's a lot of experience and guys that we know a lot about. You'll like the, what I'm about to say. Jack, people will come up to you with tears in their eyes. Well, sir, 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 sir. You, you were, were the one person sir, to say they were the You were the three only the, one the acting like Quentin Newsom was even on this team this year. <laughs> even though he had a big feature in the show last night. You were the only one who even... Quentin Newsom, when Quentin Newsom is winning Super Bowls, right, in the NFL, you're going to yeah. say, I remember back in summer of 2023 and... No one was talking about him, and PFF one. wasn't putting the team. And Jack said, "I think we need to consider that he is a good player." And you know what? We should have. Thank we you really for your have. service. Well, if that podcast wasn't a uh, precursor or a preview of what's to come, I don't oh, know what God. is. Subscribe. You want to join us? Subscribe. Patreon.com/slash Hockey hey, Club. Everybody thought I was secondary was really good last year. You know what I saw? <laughs> Trey Palmer. Touchdown. I saw Trey Palmer, Trey Palmer running touchdown. right past them all the time. Marcus you maybe Washington, maybe everything you think, everything you think you know, just isn't true. Sometimes it turns out that way. Mm. Connor says, "Smash that subscribe button." Hey, yeah, subscribe to us. Click that little link. We don't have any links like yeah. that, but just go subscribe. Subscribe. Give us a like and a subscribe. Check out the bottom of my page. Yeah, just come subscribe. Check out in the show notes all the thing. Oh, we'll link everything. I'll link my top ten defenses and secondaries in, the, in this conference. <laughs> Jack will have his top ten secondaries on uh, Saturday show. Jack, Saturday morning coffee show. You and me, yeah, 9.30 a.m. What are we doing? We're previewing games. We're talking about college football. I got back this I week. got like 18 letters for you. LSU football TV schedule <laughs> dot net dot H period HTM. I forgot what it was exactly. LSU football dot oh. net dot com slash HTM. Best website ever. Love Best it. Best website ever. Love it. And guys... If you liked me being unreasonable today, slightly unreasonable, whatever, however you perceive the unreasonableness, we don't need to put a name to it. There's probably more of that coming. Hell yeah, there is. And if things go well, it is going to be something in the state in general that we've never seen. But I am going to be at a place that really has never been seen in the social media era. Think about that. Wow. Ever? When was the last time it was justified? I don't know. Just you like, do, just like Nebraska bro, will win a random bravado. game in basketball in December, and you're like, okay, well, yeah, that's a that's a just a one time thing. This okay. is a, it's a lifestyle that I'm about to adopt. If I mean, they did right. beat Iowa last year. People forget that they beat Iowa. Yeah, in football. but then, but again, it was ruined right away. Every time, even something good happens, it's ruined right away. With yeah, that else. was that was ruined. <sighs> they beat Creighton. People forget about them beating Creighton. That was good. And look at what happened the next day. I, I mean, one day after that, and there's still a meme of me that exists all over the internet in that one Classic. day. Classic. I don't know, all over the internet, maybe stretching it a bit, but in the I-80 club, definitely. It's on Truth Social, even. <laughs> People forget the Nebraska secondary sealed the Iowa win. Yeah, I mean. Boom. Top I thought three. they played well. I thought they played well. Mm. Hey, people forget. Malcolm Hartzog intercepted Aiden O'Connell on that first drive against Purdue. They people do. forget. People I forget. Forgot, I people forgot. forget. Buford had two picks against Georgia Southern. People forget. Wow. Buford's on the team right now. He's going to come join I, him in a while. You're Jeez. just naming things that I literally forgot. It's good. I'm able to do that. That's what I'm here to do. Yeah. Is thank is, you. Is bring back some of the things that might mitigate in a different direction than your own narrative. Nice. <laughs> nice. 
Let's remember I, some guys. Hell yeah, let's, Roscoe. Let's remember some guys. Mm. All right. Uh, so yeah, what are we going to talk about Saturday? So we're going to we're going to look forward to the uh, week zero schedule. Uh, yep. We'll see. We'll probably have some new single- Take ten secondary rankings. <laughs> I'm going to look at that. By the way, uh, all right. I want you to do this. Uh, and, and if that's not the right, and and if I turn out, if I look at it, and then I say later, okay, I'll backtrack on that a little bit, but. If that's not the thing, I'm still going to find a thing that people are uncomfortable with admitting that is probably true and good. Okay. okay. I'm just my 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 point was that was just to get people's muscle memory going. It's like when the doctor hits your knee with the hammer. It's it's just testing testing your negativity reflexes to make sure they're still there. <laughs> and they were. And they were. Everybody's healthy here. Oh, Everybody's got I need healthy to see negativity. Him in a bowl game. Totally I'll be a little normal. more positive. Totally normal. More positive. Uh, also, Jack, we'll have this to talk about. Matt Rule speaks, I believe, tomorrow or Friday. He speaks Friday. Uh, don't we get bla- – that'll probably be on Saturday after the show. They'll give out black shirts. Black shirts, probably, yeah. We should get some more single-digit numbers. Give Quentin Newsom a single-digit number. I thought they were done with those, right? Aren't they, no, they done got, with the single digits? They got digits? Two, or, two or three of them left, right? Oh, I thought they only had one more, but they weren't going to do it. But maybe I'm wrong. I think they only have six, right? Reimer okay. Henrich, they got Brady the says th- six, Bullock, eight, nine. Uh, Reimer Henrich, Bullock, Sims, uh, uh, who else was in? Uh, Huttmacher, uh, Billy Kemp. That's six. I think that's it. And then Ethan Piper okay. has an okay. honorary one. I apologize. So I think there's still two or three left. Quentin Newsom needs one though. Get Q a single digit number. He deserves one. Maybe that'll make people remember that he's on the team. Oh, is that going to do nine? Okay, then maybe there's two left. Maybe it's one okay. shit. I don't know, you guys. Criminy. <laughs> we were almost done, and now we're just counting up who the single-digit numbers digit are. Numbers. <laughs> who was that? Who was that? I was talking to. Was that on your show that we were talking about how many elections that they were having for this? Uh, how many? I don't uh, know. If it was, I wasn't there. I oh yeah, you were. I, I, I have no idea where I say. I got married, stuff. Jack. I got married. Yeah, that's right. You were there on Monday. Yeah, I was. John was upset they weren't giving out captains. For Nebraska, and I was like, oh, geez, boy. John, we already got the single-digit numbers. We got the black shirts. We got the lists of guys that are put out in this. I mean, how many lists of leaders and players can we have in this thing? It, at this point, it's like a it's like a European pro soccer schedule with all the votes that are going on here. Ah. We, we got the leadership cup. We've got the regular season, right? We've got uh, international friendly leadership. We've got all of these things. All right, I'm done. All right. See you Saturday. See you Saturday morning when college football begins. Goodbye. Let's go. Let's go. Goodbye, podcasters.